No way. Not again. Not again. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dion Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates, which comes your way bright and early every weekday, and believe it or not, it comes more than two days in a row. Like, we do five in a row. You know? We get five done in succession without falling flat on our faces in the third one. I don't even know what to say about this sweep thing anymore. I I, I really don't. I don't know that it matters all that much, and I've occasionally taken semi-pseudo quasi sides with Derek Shelton on this subject in that it, it's really not something that's some big priority. I, I get that. I get that. I, I really do. They have things that they need to cross off their list, the Pirates do as an organization, and getting the third game of a three-game series is its kind of a quirky thing more than anything else, but when the quirk gets to the point that it's 0-15 in those games, and you're about to go through an entire season without sweeping a single opponent for the first time since 1890, when they were still kind of clearing off the dust from the Civil War, you're, you're into something that's strange. And none of them were as strange as the one yesterday in Miami with the Pirates losing 6-5 to five, despite a two-run Hoy Park homer in the top of the ninth that gave the Pirates a brief lead, and then a Ben Gamel sack fly in the top of the tenth that gave the Pirates another lead, which Chad Cool would promptly blow in the bottom of the tenth. You don't want to talk about this. You don't want to hear about this. Why am I still going on about it? Let's talk about Cole Tucker instead. Is that all right? That's a happy topic. Cole Tucker's a happy dude. And Cole Tucker probably has never been happier in the major leagues than he was over this weekend. Because Cole Tucker, probably for the first time at this level, looked like he belonged. He went two for three with a double and a walk yesterday. But for the series as a whole, he went 6 for 11. And he looked like he could hit. Meaning he wasn't just doing that strange back foot to front foot rocking horse motion where maybe his bat will touch the ball. And if it does touch the ball, it's not going to go any significant distance, it's going to be like a Kevin Newman roller somewhere. The Pirates have worked with Tucker relentlessly, not wanting to give up on him. And according to Tucker himself yesterday in Miami, that's been the bulk of the focus, finding a way to get the bat through the swing path with enough force, with enough violence to just Make contact, you know, actual contact. And there it went. The ball was going to all fields. It was going there in a hurry. These were line drives that he was hitting. 
And on top of that, probably not accidentally, he also showed a much better eye at the plate through this series and really since he's been back up. And so between that and his defensive versatility and his hustle and his charisma and everybody loves Cole Tucker and all that other stuff, we have rekindled, maybe, the discussion as to whether or not he should still be part of the Pirates come 2022. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's the home of Steak on a Stone. It's the home of maybe the planet's only Pirates sports bar. Like front to back, side to side, floor to ceiling, Pirates memorabilia year-round. Yes, even yesterday, with all those Steelers fans invading the North Shore, they don't hide the Pirates stuff. It's a Pirates bar. You could go in there as a football fan and enjoy yourself. But it's a baseball place. And as such, I'm pretty confident it's unique in our region. Visit North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Trying to keep all this in perspective, Tucker has had a really good weekend. As in, weekend. As in, that's it. He's still at 211 for the year with his batting average, and it weighs infinitely more that in addition to how much he struggled at the plate in Pittsburgh, he struggled almost as much in Indianapolis. So if you're one of those people who believes in Eureka moments and that he has suddenly unlocked the key to all future successes, then you absolutely keep him. But if you actually follow how baseball works, that ain't it. That ain't it. I could see finding a way to navigate keeping Tucker in the organization, but if we're being honest here and we're looking at this system and we're seeing all of these middle infielders coming up and we're seeing that even though you have a lot of room in your outfield, this is not a player who profiles as even a reserve outfielder, given his offensive history and lack of power. So, you know, there's nothing harder than saying something negative about Cole Tucker. I mean, he he is all of those things that you think he is when you watch him on TV or better yet, at the ballpark or in some personal experience. He would be just as thrilled to meet you as vice versa. That's just who he is. So none of this comes easily. It is really, really cool to borrow Cole's own word that you heard there to see him make something of his baseball career, his big league baseball career. But I, I I suppose that I'd need a lot more convincing than this one nice weekend. Let's see if he can continue it through Cincinnati where the Pirates are playing tonight and then on through Philadelphia and might as well finish the whole season strong. You know, send a real message. Really give us something to think about, not just a couple of days. Oh, by the way, also give us something to think about that isn't this this insane sweep thing. 
When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that comes today from Corey, who says, are the pirates allergic to sweeps? It's like a phobia of brooms or something. You know, Corey, I've come up with all kinds of material as it relates to this sweep thing. There are a couple of things that I can say that might be of actual substance. One... And I really hope that this is obvious, but when it comes to anything positive about the Pirates, it seldom seems that way. And that is that if you're winning two out of three, every series you play, you're heading to the World Series, all right? Not these guys, obviously, but it's a very good thing in baseball to win every series, as the Pirates have now with four of these in a row. I mean, that's just that's just good baseball that's an eight and four stretch over a dozen games matches the best stretch that this team has had throughout 2021 and if you go back about a month the pirates have played 500 ball after trading away some really really important pieces and losing other ones along the way and leaving their bullpen in such a state that you had to send Chad Cool out there with the sweep on the line yesterday. And they've still managed to get enough done to win markedly more games than they've lost. That's not that's not something that you want to rub their faces in. That said, have you noticed that every time the Pirates have put themselves into a position to sweep and you look at who their pitcher is on that third day, and then you look at who the other team's pitcher is on that day, and you go, oh, yeah, this is why. <laughs> you know, this is it. And I don't want to be mean here to Max Cranick because he actually pitched okay yesterday. The kid was throwing 96. At one point, he struck out six batters in a row, which is awesome. And the Pirates scraped out just enough runs to make that matter. And it's it's how some of these games in these, these sweep deciders have gone. But for the most part, when you don't have the talent, when you don't have the depth of talent, it's going to come knocking on your door sooner rather than later. So it might be as something as simple as the pitching, the starting pitching. It might be that the bullpen was utilized, your back-end guys, in the first two games, so they're not available for the third game. It might be that Jacob Stallings played the first two games, and then Michael Perez was out there for the third, because almost no manager uses the same catcher through an entire series. So a lot of it is, is that. A lot of it is... It's way easier to explain this when you start thinking of it like that than to start thinking of it as some sort of voodoo or magic or whatever. Um, I know this. If the Pirates win tonight against the Reds, and they win tomorrow against the Reds, 
and they'll have taken back-to-back series against that opponent that's that desperate in a ballpark where the Pirates have been absolutely annihilated for two straight years now, I think they could live with losing on Wednesday. There. How's that? Meeting somewhere in the middle. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do this again tomorrow and set up the next sweep. Mm-hmm.